So there we go. All right. Melina Putnam here with One Bow Many Arrows. Yes. This podcast series is about entrepreneurs and okay. kind of personal brand power, how your brand came to be, and hopefully we can inspire and educate listeners who Definitely. may be kind of in that that same spot that you are or thinking about launching a brand of their own. Yes. So today my special guest is Jalen Dorsey. He is DJ Lightbright. So we're yes. going to hear a little bit about your story. And thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so glad that we're getting the opportunity to connect and do something like this. It's something that I've been wanting to do more of and just talk about the whole experience of being an entrepreneur and the ups and the downs and the triumphs and the moments where you're like, ah, shouldn't do that again, you know, so this is super cool. Okay, very good. Well, Jalen, first of all, tell us a little bit about your background, and okay. then, you know, I met you at Swasu, yes. Southwestern Oklahoma yes. State University in Weatherford. Um, I shoot their commercials every couple of years, and so you were on the, the student cast, I and was. that was a great day. We oh had my so gosh. much fun. Just the whole day, got to skip class and shoot and be in front of camera, like, that was a, a dream, truly. Well, and I will say, you know, the I always say, you know, that your your vibe attracts your tribe, and yes. I know that day your energy was just off the wall. Thank you. And you just have such a presence about you. you. And I talk about that all the time with personal branding: is that your personality and your persona yes. is what people immediately feel. So, so tell true. us a little bit about. Uh, your background and kind of your life at Swasu and then what led you to create Lightbright. Yes, definitely. So um, I got to Swasu in 2011 and I was playing basketball and I was an engineering major. Probably wasn't ever thinking about the career field that I'm in now as an entertainer. And through some, you know, bumps and scrapes, I, I, I wasn't the best scholar in the engineering program. I kind of needed to be somewhere where I could be more sporadic and spontaneous. And I had a couple of friends and my wife suggest like, hey, you should switch up your studies, try something like mass communication. Mm-hmm. So I was able to get in front of a camera and start working with some creative programs and even wrote some in the newspaper and did some editing. And through like the creative media, I kind of found something that energized me. At the same time, I was DJing small house parties and starting to get into a bit of a circuit where I could do some events as a DJ, just really minor. Mm -hmm. And then there came a point where I could start to marry the two and then use who I was on campus as, you know, I was an athlete and had the opportunity to do the Swasu commercial and so had a bit of an image and all of those kind of came together to begin what was DJ Lightbright, who may have just been a house party DJ, but now I'm looking at the bigger picture and doing weddings and creating clientele and taking the business from something small to potentially something that could be a career. That's great. So how would you describe your brand? Oh my gosh. My brand is very eclectic and I would say kind of flamboyant. I mean, my shirt, it's, it's got the gold on it, and, and my name is Lightbright, and I like to try to remind people, you know, it's Lightbright like the 90s game, because sometimes it's spelled a certain way, but as you can see, it's spelled how it is, and so my brand really revolves around a bit of being the spotlight. I don't like to say that I'm a person that has to be me, 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 but as a DJ, in the setting of events, and even as an entrepreneur trying to create possibilities and create, you know, new things, you have to be a bit you know, head first and and like, hey, look at me, uh, attract to me. And you mentioned that earlier, your personality, just 
seeing that that's that's really what my brand is it's it's a light it's a bright it's it's something that you attract to and you have to be like hmm what's going on over there what's what what's 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 working on over there yeah i love that i think that's perfect for you. you so you definitely uh have to like you said you have to put yourself out there so yes. many times i meet with clients and they say i just don't want it to be about me i don't want mm-hmm. to put myself out there there is that fear you have to be a little bit vulnerable to mm-hmm. put yourself out there um but but the thing that should make us all feel better is like you said you're providing a service yes and you're they're going to feel your passion yes. and if you're doing a great job then that's that's what matters and I 100% so agree. yeah so Obviously, with, uh, with your brand, you have to have passion and purpose. Mm-hmm. So how did DJ and being oh, an entertainer, goodness. you told us that you switched to MassCom, but um, there are a lot of different entertainment communication services. Yes. So was it because you have a love of music? How did, Take us down that road. So it was the love of music. When I started in the MassCom department, I actually got into radio. And I had a really good, good, fun time doing play-by-play, broadcasting, color analyst. Um, I was working with a local high school in um, in Western Oklahoma, and I was working for uh, the basketball team doing some of their play-by-play calling. So I was working in communications and in radio, but I knew that I did love music. I, I always had to be up on what was new. I had a really strong background from my parents where they only listened to old school music, and so... I had some soul here and some pop here and some current here and I wanted to do that but I just didn't think that a DJ could be something that could make money you know everyone says you have to have a job that makes money and so I wanted to again marry the two be able to do the two but there were points where it was like you you can't really do it so I just kind of followed what was given to me I had opportunities again in the radio and then I finally got out of sports and got to music and Mm -hmm. Then I was like, okay, I think I do want to do this on my own as a DJ because I can be more in control. I can be this person who moves a certain way, who can make their own decisions, not anything against the companies I was working for. But, you know, you just when you get to see who you are, you definitely want to bring that out of yourself. Right. You want to be able to show that you want to be able to say, hey, this is me and this is the. This is what I can bring to the world. This is what I can bring to the entertainment industry. Right. I really wanted to be able to do that. Yeah, that's exciting. You know, I read an article, I think it was in maybe Fast Company yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was about entrepreneurs, how it's actually come first full circle. Because when America, when we, we got our start, yes. it was all entrepreneurs. Definitely. Everyone was innovators and, and all that. And then everyone started working in. And then mm-hmm. now uh, in the 70s, mm-hmm. then it started, that was... The, the least amount of entrepreneurs, I guess, was then. And okay. then now here we are 30 yes. years later, yes. 30 and almost 40 years later, that entrepreneurism, especially with young people, mm-hmm. is very, it, it's just a cool thing to do because yes. you have the flexibility and the freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the other things that you like about being on your own? Well, I think also the accountability. So you get the flexibility, you can work how you want to, you get the freedom to, you know, really create those ideas. But as you move, as you get older, you, you don't really have anything to ground you. So let's say you're, you're a child, you're in your adolescent years, you have your parents, you have school, you have, you know, functional activities outside of school, then you get to college and you've got still school, you've got the need to graduate, and then you've also got, you know, professors and so on and so forth. Well, once you get out of those, 
that realm, you're on your own. So essentially, you could just stop doing whatever you wanted to do. You could just kind of let life fly by. But as an entrepreneur, when you're working, like you've got deadlines, you've got a brand to uphold, you've got to make sure that you stay on point with every single thing that you're doing because you have these goals set and you know that they only count on you. So I think the accountability has been something that has really stood out to me when seeing, okay, as an entrepreneur, yes, everyone can do it, but you really got to be able to stay on yourself and hone in on your craft. And when maybe you want to only watch, binge watch TV, like you might have to crank out on some projects until 2 a.m. or, you know, whatever it may be. But that accountability has been something that has really stood out as I've really gotten going in the last couple of years. Okay, very good. Yeah, it, it's it's hard when you have no one else to answer to mm-hmm. except for, of course, your clients. But at the end of the day, it's not about just keeping a job. It's about your career. That's correct. And, and saying that I don't want it to tank. I want it. And the fact that you can have it grow as big as you want it yes. to grow. And that's, what to me, what's so exciting about it yes. and why I like to work with so many entrepreneurs too. So, um, okay, so tell us. The metaphor that I like to use is the bow and arrows. Yes. And so your one bow is your life, your brand. And then the arrows are all these choices that we have. Because mm-hmm. at, the, at, at the end of the day, that's what our life is all made up of. It's choices. So we've got the golden arrows are the really great choices that we make for yes. our lives that, that send us down that journey. And mm-hmm. we see our target and we aim for it. We go for it. And then we've got the poison arrows that are things that are going to set us back. Yes. Um, sometimes the poison arrows are shooting at us. And then sometimes, <laughs> of course, those are the choices that we're making. So right. so t- give us an idea then. What are some of those golden arrows that you feel like have really uh, benefited your brand and helped you grow? Oh, my goodness. So um, being genuine, um, okay. that's definitely a golden arrow. Something that, you know, let's just use it as a metaphor. So let's say I'm walking into an event and I've got all my golden arrows. Right. And then I've got those poison arrows that i got to make sure I stay away with from. When you go into an event, whether you're dealing with a client that you really like, or maybe it's a client that may be on the difficult side, or maybe it's an event that's pushing you to the end, or, or pushing you to a point where you're like, ah, this is, this, is, this is difficult, this is not what I'm used to. When you're genuine and when you're staying, you know, head first on what's important, the client, my product, being day in and day out, consistent and delivering that, you will always you'll always shoot golden. You'll always be able to hit that target, whether it's, you know, like I said, something that's strenuous, something that's maybe a little on the easy side. If you're staying at that, that keeps you going, that keeps you going straight. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so then let's talk about the poison arrow then. What's kind of been the biggest challenge since you started? So how many years in business have you been? So I have been DJing for seven, but I've been in business for about four. That's about the shift when it went from, like I said, just house parties to let's create a business. Okay. So tell us about those poison arrows. There there can be so many different ones. I I think one of the, the biggest ones that can catch you is probably laziness and contentness. Um, Having that bit of just, I'm good. I know that I've got this. I've been doing this. Like, I'm at a point right now, I'll just venture off it a bit. I'm at a point in my career right now where I've kind of been moving at a pace. Mm-hmm. And there's an opportunity or two to shift it up a gear, really start to put in some more work, push myself to do harder things, more difficult things. Or I can stay in another lane and just kind of continue to coast. And right. those are the ones that don't necessarily always look like they're poison, but they'll sneak up on you because if you do let up, 
you do have competition as an entrepreneur. Like we say, you depend on yourself. Your clients, if they see you slip or they see you say, oh, they didn't send me the invoice on time or, oh, they missed our 3.30 coffee appointment for cons consultation, you will lose out. Oh, I didn't reply to a message fast enough. You know, those are the things that can really trip you up. And I attribute those to laziness because you know, you know it's there. I I'm so guilty of it. <laughs> I have a message sitting there and I may be a bit hesitant to reply. Those are the ones that if you can, can knock those off, mm -hmm. those are steps that make you a better entrepreneur, a better person, honestly, because then you're not afraid of anything. Yeah. Well, and I, perfect that you use that example because I have been so apathetic this week. I just, like, I've not been, my energy level hasn't been there, all that. And so when you have that, you do have to dig in deep yes. and go, okay straighten it out what's it going to take to get back on track Definitely. and to keep pushing yourself and uh, that's why I mentioned in today's post on Instagram where I said if I I know my personality mm -hmm. so well that I know if I add a fun new ingredient to my mm -hmm. week it's just that little bit of change that Definitely. makes me excited about it so, so what is it that that makes you excited about your job oh my gosh I love creating ideas I love creating well I'll, I'll be more specific business ideas mm -hmm. so um, I have a lot of friends I like to surround myself with and we've all got our own little crafts some are videographers some are photographers some have clothing lines and, and creative design firms others are DJs and all the time we're in constant contact and we're just bouncing ideas hey should I do this hey what can I do about that and I feel like I have the a bit of the reputation of being the idea starter because sometimes they just pop in my head and I just have to shoot them off to my friends I'm like you may not like this you may not even be in the mood to hear my idea <laughs> but listen we're always gelling and I'm seeing stuff that you're doing and trends in your market mm -hmm. what do you think about this and I think that's one of the most fun things for me something I always look forward to because it keeps me on my toes because yeah. then I'm like oh, okay well I had this idea for my photography friend but could I possibly mold that business structure to benefit my DJ brand or could we possibly merge it or is there somebody else over here that's doing something that we can vibe off of that constant just kind of notion of keeping your brain on its toes and dibbling and dabbling in other, you know, ventures, you can really, really stay ahead of things. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. I can, I, can I can tell that about you. You're, you're so an idea guy and obviously very creative. So Thank you. tell me what's next for, for DJ Lightbright and kind of wow. where are you? I see online that you yes. have these events in Oklahoma and Texas yes. and uh, so kind of give us an idea of your future. So basically for me, I am just like we talk about wanting to keep establishing my brand as light bright as everything down from the to the colors that i use so with the gold like i feel like that's been something that i've really been channeling lately and then if you see on my social media at all i have big marquee letters and those are light and bright and so things like that just keeping the aesthetic going and and i think that that will really help me anchor down my brand and then as far as that, just being a face in front of the people. I enjoy being able to be back and forth between Oklahoma and Texas. It's because I get to see people like you. I get to see friends who are also doing other events. And it keeps other people on my mind and it keeps myself on other people's mind for future collaboration, for future ideas, for just different things that we can come together. I'm like, I'm, I just want to continue to travel and meet people and be in front of more people and just show them like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I can bring to the table. And 
I know that it'll benefit a lot of people because I'm moving towards something that's positive and something that's good and I want other people around me to also be moving in that way. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so tell us how you approach your events then because okay. a DJ is definitely a personality. Yes. And so when when people are looking to hire someone for a corporate event or mm -hmm. wedding or big party, whatever, um, they are attracted to that personality. So how do you approach how you deal with, and especially if they're all different kinds of events. Yes, yes. It it takes a lot of a lot of prep mentally and physically. There's a lot of music search. There's a lot of research into you know trends from what was the music that was hot back then to what the client specifically likes and what you know there. It may be like let's, let's use a Sweet Sixteen for example. Mm -hmm. uh, I had one last weekend and. I wanted to make sure that I was on top of all of my music. So I was on all of the billboard charts, and then I'm also texting other DJ friends, hey, when's the last time you've DJed for this age group? Right. What did you play? So there's a lot of preparation there. And then two, things down to, do I have the right cables? Do I have the right, you know, um, is my computer backed up? Because there are instances where you may have something get damaged. So there's everything from knowing what I need to play to physically having all the right equipment. And a lot of times those are week to two week preparations because you know you never know what the event may need. Yeah. So it okay. goes pretty deep. All right, very good. Okay, so let's kind of wrap things up okay. with what advice would you give to young entrepreneurs out there? And first of all, let's Gosh. tell everybody how old you are. Okay, too. so I'm 25 and I've again been DJing for about seven years and running my own business for about four, give myself possibly five, but four solid years that I've been, you know, on the taxes, on the papers you know, with, with the business. And there. a lot, honestly, a lot of businesses don't last more than a couple oh. of years. And so you're, you're getting there, like yes. four years is yes. you're getting some good groundwork in. And so what advice do you have people who are thinking, you know, do I want to go work for somebody else or should I mm -hmm. do that for a little bit? And then when do I do, do a side hustle? When do I go out on my right, own? Right. There's definitely a balance. And one thing that I think would be beneficial is that if you want to possibly be an entrepreneur, whatever you want to be pushing, whatever your business is going to be, it needs to be something that you love or care about at least a bit. You know, I always believe that your love can grow. I don't think that I loved DJing as much as I do now when I did when I was 18. There's definitely a different appreciation, a different understanding for it. But I think that some people can get into a, oh, I just want to create a business and so they may latch onto anything. Mm -hmm. And in the long term, if it's just anything, if you don't love it, you're not really wanting to go toe to toe for it. You're not wanting to stay up late. You're not wanting to go to meetings. You're not wanting to donate your time. You're not wanting to do things like this when you don't know enough. That's one thing that you always- Money is important. Money <laughs> is very important. So you're gonna wanna make sure that you can, you know, find ways to use that avenue. If you love it, then let's make some money from it. And I think that if you have those two things down, you will continue to set yourself up to have a good career. Okay, I love it. Great advice. Jalen, thank, thank you so much thank for joining for us me. today. Yes. Um, I will have this, it'll be on the podcast. I'll okay. put the links to all of your information yes, so people can do. follow please you, do. they can book you. Yes. I wish you all the luck. I know you're thank going you. to continue to grow and be successful. Thank I you. love following you and, and watching your journey. Thank and you. I know you're definitely going to inspire everyone who's listening and watching. Yes, so. yes. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Melina, thank you for having me again. I'm, again, I'm glad we can connect 
reconnect after you know our hiatus of a couple of years That's it was right. so much fun then and this has been a great opportunity so thank you and to all the people who aspire to be entrepreneurs or if you are entrepreneurs continue loving what you're doing and hey it won't be a job that is the truth i love what i'm doing very good thank you so much thank you That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it felt about like that. Yeah, for sure.